Welcome to the Vegan Life Coach Podcast, where we coach you to coach yourself. And now it's time to become plan empowered with your co-hosts, 25-year vegan Ella Majors and mindset master Stephanie Aguilar. Hey, hey, Empowered Vegan Lifers, Ella here with my co-host, Stephanie. How's it going, Stephanie? Hey, Ella, it's going great. How are you? I'm doing pretty well, doing pretty well, yeah, yeah. You know, since we started recording these in the morning, I have to say that the rest of my day goes better, but I kind of feel like I have to like warm up to this. That's what I was just thinking, and I couldn't quite... (laughs) Right, I figure out how to express it, and you did just a very eloquent job there. <laughs> yeah, and I and I'm not done holding my coffee cup. I don't usually drink like the whole cup of coffee, but I like to smell it. I like to, you know, I like to hold the coffee cup, and I mm-hmm. and then I start banging stuff around. It's, I mean, it, it's good that we're doing it in the morning, but it's it is take a minute to get used to. Yes. And then the coffee cup and the microphone and the putting it down on the table and then getting kind of yelled at by the editor saying, yes. you know, you're bumping things around. I know. Yeah. Things to get used to. Yeah. But I'm still optimistic that I'm going to work it out because I'm still holding my coffee cup. There we go. I well, I started drinking hot tea in the morning, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. So do you ever study Ayurvedic medicine at all? No, I just get my information through you. <laughs> I'm kind of lazy that way that I I just I let you do the research and then I'm like, oh, that sounds like a great idea. Yes, and and don't get me wrong, I'm I'm not I'm not a reader, so I, I do a lot of listening, a lot of listening to to audiobooks and podcasts and experts in that way. And the Ayurveda, I went through a phase, I go through my phases, you know that. And I went through a phase where I was really, really interested in Ayurvedic medicine and I still am, but I, you know, focused on studying it. And one of the things that I figured out was that I have an imbalance of vata energy, which is the air energy, which kind of makes me all over the place, which is definitely uh, the case. And one of the things they suggest is to uh, eat hot food or drink warm drinks in the morning. And I realized that I eat salad and drink that Sincha cold green tea shot in the morning. So I have decided to to double down and work on my vata imbalance by drinking hot tea and uh, sometimes warm food, except this morning I, I ate a salad. Yeah. That's it. Well, that's a good idea. I usually drink lemon water. That's my first thing. You know, I go out to the kitchen and get that, but then... In my warm-up period where I'm not quite awake, I do I like hold my coffee. And what what do you put in your coffee? Because one of the things, and this has been several ex-boyfriends now, but they one of the things when I was uh, encouraging them to get rid of their creamer, that was the the thing they said, you know what, I, I can I can get rid of everything else, but the creamer, don't ask me to do that. Just yeah. just don't even ask me. It's not gonna happen. Yes. You know, strangely half and half was my last holdout. Like I could not give it up that and sour cream. How bizarre, Mm. you know, two really strange things that you wouldn't think about, but you know, I, I don't drink anything in my coffee now, 
it's, I drink okay. it black, but for a while I was drinking uh Califia better half, mm-hmm. which, which was good because it had kind of the same consistency as half and half does. So it's one of the things our empowered vegan life members and our vegan life coach Academy members talk about a lot is, yeah. you know, what can I use? Because even my mother, that's one of the last things that she's still trying to figure out. I mean, she's, She's stuck on the uh, so delicious. No, no, no. Mm. Is it so delicious? It's one of the ones that's not that healthy for you. It's got okay. some some oil that's not not a great oil in yeah. it. But I think we've been through every single you know non dairy creamer that they offer at the store, and she just does. And for me, I'm like, I don't know. They all taste okay to me. I, they, I'm just <laughs> yeah. I'm not like a diehard coffee drinker. Yeah. But I know for does some people. She, does she like the sweetened or the unsweetened? She always gets plain. Okay. Yeah. Me too. Which I still like I think sweetened. has a little bit of sugar. Probably so. Depending on the brand. Yeah. You know, the other brand that a lot of people like are nut pods. Yes. I've heard that as well. Of, but I don't know. I've never checked about uh, how healthy it is. I just don't know. I think those are a little on the healthier side. Are they? I believe. Yeah, I believe because now that, you know, they have the oat, the oat milk one, Oatly makes one. And for me, when I was in Europe, they used Oatly, just the regular Oatly pretty much at every coffee uh, place that I went to. That was what was on the menu for their non-dairy. And when I got lattes and stuff, I thought that tasted fantastic. And it's it's creamy and I I found it delicious. Well, it works really well to froth. It's like it, yes. the oat milk froths really well, but as far as like a replacement for cream, if that's what you like, is that, you know, that kind of, I don't know how to describe it, you know, like creaminess. <laughs> it's, it's morning brain, morning brain. Oh my gosh. I was trying to think of a really intelligent word and I came up with the creaminess of the cream. <laughs> if that's what you're looking for, then... Oat milk is probably not going to do it for you. Really? Oh. See, yeah, I am. I am clueless. Yeah. I am so clueless. I'm sorry, I've guys. Been, We're going to need yeah. to start another thread in our empowered vegan life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because absolutely. I know you guys listening might be wanting some solid answers, and we don't seem to be yeah. giving them today. <laughs> one thing I saw, <laughs> by the way, uh, Stephanie was one of your posts recently uh, with Eva, your daughter, who is how old now? She's nine. She'll be 10 next month. Yeah. Her, her impromptu model photo shoot. Yeah. That was, yeah. Oh, so much fun. You know, Eva's been struggling because of, you know, the, the whole COVID thing, first of all, but second of all, you know, I think 10 is the new 13, Mm. you know, it's just, they, they start into, you know, kind of that preteen early age. And she, she's such an extrovert too, that the COVID restrictions have been very, very difficult for her. So she's had, I mean, she's had lots of dealt with a lots of loneliness, you know, just kind of sadness, but then she's also, her body's changing a little mm-hmm. bit. So she, she just said to her sister and I that morning, I don't have anything to look forward to today. And it broke both of our hearts, but my oldest daughter, Alex, did something about it. She said, come on. And they went upstairs and she 
styled her sister, mm. styled her, did her makeup <laughs> and her and her hair and all this. And then they did a photo shoot. Wow. And uh, it was really, really sweet. But, you know, I think probably the sweetest thing was that they were laying on the couch together, looking at the pictures. And Eva was just kind of picking herself apart a little bit, which is so, mm. you know, just so sad. I've, you know, I think even as hard as we try as moms to promote a healthy body image and promote, you know, yeah, just, just promote body love and mm-hmm. promote them to love themselves. They still go through that period of insecurity. You know, we, we just do. And, and so she was saying all of these side comments about, well, I don't know. I can't even remember now, but there were little things. And Alex in her very um, unguarded direct way said to her, stop whining. Look how beautiful you are. (laughs) And I thought that is the best body image lesson. We, I mean, we could all take a lesson from that one. We need to all just stop whining and look how beautiful we are, you know? And I love that. Yeah. And you could just watch, you, you could just see Eva grow, you know, it was just like, you could see her just blossom from that one comment. And she did, she stopped whining and she looked at it and she was like, yeah, I look good. And it was really sweet. Yeah. I love that. You know, it makes me think about shy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And in case you're new to the show, shy is my little uh, 10 pound chihuahua who's got, uh, I call her a crossfitter. She's got, you know, the professional cross fit people who are incredible with their strength and endurance and athleticism, but they're a little, usually on the thicker side, they lift really heavy weights. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I am so surprised how many people feel the freedom to tell me my dog is fat. People I don't know getting on the elevator. Oh my God, she's so fat. (laughs) Well, screw you. And I was really restricting myself in that language um, from saying what I really wanted to say. You should just say it. Oh, fuck you. Seriously. Right? Right. Is that? And then I'm like, okay, this Ella. Where am I on the spectrum of that being ridiculous for me to be upset about that? Or, but it's happened, it happens so often. And it's when somebody says, oh, little chunky monkey or something like that, I can handle it. But yeah. just to outright say, wow, wow, she's really fat. I, I don't know. <laughs> where, where, that- where are you on that? Like, seriously, would you be, if I told you that just as friends, would you be like, oh, that's ridiculous? Or, would you confirm that that seems a little off base? I think the fact that people think that they can have an opinion about everything <laughs> really annoys me, mm-hmm. you know, but it would annoy me even more to have an opinion about someone that I love, you know, and, and shy's we all love shy. <laughs> you, I mean, sh- She's your baby. So yes, she I, is. I, don't, I don't think it's ridiculous at all. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I, I just say, oh, she's really strong. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I say, <laughs> but it's, it's interesting because she is my baby and 
And she is, you know, she's got the body type she's got and she eats cucumbers for snacks and I feed her healthy vegan food and she's a healthy 14 year old Chihuahua. Yeah. Yeah. So F you. F you is right. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of COVID, one other thing before we get to today's training, I wanted to mention just maybe it's a confession. I work in my underwear now for the first four hours of my day. Like completely in my underwear. I I'm even, in my underwear now. Well, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I threw on my sweatshirt because I was cold, but I, I was willing to have my upper half be warm, but my bottom half, I'm like, oh no. What's the point? What's the point? I'm in my basement. Yeah. No, I know. My you know, my boyfriend usually jumps out of bed and, and goes to the gym first thing in the morning. I go to the gym later. My alarm goes off at 444. I think we've talked about that before. And I usually do a a few minutes of meditation and then I bring my computer to bed and uh, me and my computer and shy hang out (laughs) for the next hour or two working. But it, I don't know, it makes working at five o'clock in the morning a little easier for me. I think, I think that's great. It's whatever works, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're kind of a pantsless family over here. <laughs> well, I should say the girls and I are. But when, you know, when everybody's together, of course, everybody puts on clothes. But the girls and I, when we're together, we pants are optional. Love it. Oh, my goodness. You're speaking, speaking of Instagram, I am not, I'm not one to post and to, I never comment on anything. But I saw a post the other day that just kind of, broke my heart because nobody was responding to this Mm. guy. He like had asked this very serious question. You know, you actually know him. I don't know him. And all of a sudden I was like, I got to answer him. Like I got to answer him seriously. And I said this very vulnerable thing. And then I was like, oh my God, (laughs) why did I do that? (laughs) Why did I say that? (laughs) What did you say? Well, he was talking about, it was, it was a very heartfelt yes. post and it was actually a really good question. He was like, what are some of your fears? What are the things that mm. you fear? And, you know, I'm a therapist at heart too. So I'm, I'm interested in people's answers to this. Cause it's, it's actually a fantastic, it's a fantastic question. It's a really good, you know, and, and the post itself was beautiful, but anyway, I got in there and people were like, shooting hearts and flames and all kinds of weird stuff. And like, nobody was answering his question. And I felt very <laughs> bad that nobody had answered this question. Cause it's, I mean, it's actually was a real and authentic question. And so then I answered and then I was like, oh, what am I doing? <laughs> well, I want to know what you said I because I, just, I didn't, I didn't read it. I, I said that my biggest fear was that I wouldn't be basically, and it is my biggest fear. I mean, this really is serious, but that I wouldn't in the, in like the big moments and the small moments that I wouldn't give my children what they needed, Mm. you know, uh, because, and I think we can all like look back on moments when we're like, I didn't take that seriously enough, or I was too busy to do this, or, you know, it's for a hundred different reasons, but that it's very significant to a child. And that's what I said. That was, I, I'm always afraid that I'm not going to be enough or that Mm -hmm. I'm not going to, to be in a place where 
I've given enough or that I've, I've come up to the challenge. And so I said that and, but that's not typically me. I don't, I don't usually get real. You don't vulnerable ever. Well, I don't really don't vulnerability hard for me. I teach it. I say people should, should do it, but I don't. But in this moment, I was like, he's really trying to get a discussion going here. People, you got to engage. He did. He, he put it all out there and that wasn't something he he usually does. So, so good for you. So thank you. I'm on his behalf. yeah, and maybe that's it because we had you had said you got to see mm-hmm. this post and how beautiful it is and how vulnerable mm-hmm. it is. Maybe that was it. I related to him in that way that I I don't do that either, and it's hard. And when people don't respond, it, it gets harder to do it the next time. So maybe that was took my... one for the team. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing: it took one. For the vulnerability yes. team. Well, well, here's the thing about vulnerability. And I think I think there's this misconception that in order to be vulnerable, you have to share with the whole world. Yeah. And really, you just need one safe space to share in order to get the benefits of being vulnerable and you know, using that as as a mechanism to to evoke change and to, you know, tackle shame and that I'm not good enough thing. Very true. Very true. And, and there's even studies that, that go into that about kind of that whole bleeding all over the floor in front of the world is not real vulnerability, mm-hmm. you know, and, but that's a whole, nother that's topic. a whole nother topic, but you know what? <laughs> everything's related to happiness. Yes, it is. Right. We all want to be happy. Yes. We all want to be happy. Who doesn't want to be happy? Yeah. I dare you to raise your hand. <laughs> Let <laughs> us know because oh, you're yeah. a, a phenomenon, which is our topic for today's mini training, which is one we're going to play actually from an actual training you did, Stephanie. In uh, one of our programs, our coaching programs. Yeah. And is representative of the trainings that we do give in Vegan Life Coach Academy and that we will be giving in upcoming programs to be announced very soon. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited for everybody to to listen to this mini training. It's really powerful. I do want to put it out there that it is this is in the context of a group call. And one thing that I think provoked you to to talk about this was that or you, you tell me if you if you remember it was that so many people on their forms that they filled out that said here's what I need help with here's what I'm struggling with and it was all about not getting the results now yeah and how that was affecting them and and getting them to a place where they were feeling almost hopeless i would say or and very frustrated which is understandable yeah, you know, I think people were at were really looking for instant gratification. And we've talked, you know, people talk so much about that. But instant gratification does not equal happiness in any scenario. It you know, it equals a donut. Instant gratific- gratification equals, you know, winning winning on the slot machines. Instant gratification is instant. And then it leaves us, whereas happiness is a choice. So 
I think that that was where that came from. Yeah, I believe that is. So let's us get to this training right now. So there's something that I want to address. You know, I really want to address it head on because I feel like this is something that's going to benefit most of you, particularly those of you who um, got a chance to fill out forms this week. And and I think it's really, really an important part of this. You know, I, I think that anxieties are high. I think part of it is definitely our, part of it is definitely what we are going through at the moment in this surreal experiencing that we are, that we're in this together with. And I think part of it is, is really, honestly, our diet culture mentality. And that is that we want instant results, right? We have been duped into thinking that happiness is around the next corner. And the truth of the matter is that we have to be ever more aware of that, that happiness is in the moment that we have to be in charge of our happiness and that happiness doesn't happen. Happiness is not a a future state. And so if we tie our happiness to a certain weight, if we tie our happiness to a way that we look or the way that we, that we are, you know, 20 pounds from now or a way that we are when we meet some fitness goal, then we're always going to be chasing that. And, you know, we, I really think, you know, I found a quote and I, and Ella has given talks on this before and, and definitely she and I have talked a lot about this, this recently, but I, I love this quote. It says, beware of destination addiction, a preoccupation with the idea that happiness is in the next place, the next job with the next partner you know, couldn't we add with, with the number on the scale? And until you give up the idea that happiness is somewhere else, it will never be where you are. And I think that's such an important, important point to make. You know, part of this program is that you have to, you really have to be willing to dig in. And I know so many of you are, are struggling with that idea of, that maybe maybe you should be seeing some results by now, or that you know that you, you don't know if you should be uh, eating a certain thing, or if you should be exercising a certain way. And I get it. Trust me, I get it. But this is a revolutionary program, and you are so worth the results that you're going to get. And it's going to be so much more if you dig in right now. It will be so much more than you have ever bargained for. And if you grab onto this idea right now, that happiness is now and that you are worth learning to love yourself before you lose a pound, then you've really, really earned the golden ticket. Now, I'm not saying that you have to love yourself now and then you have to stay the way that you are physically. But what I am saying is learning to shift that mindset from a place of depravity. If you are going to come from a place where you deprive yourself of things, if you're coming from a place of restriction, then that's really ultimately a place of punishment. And that's what the diet culture has taught us 
is what we need to do. And yet those things haven't worked for you in the past. I know they haven't worked for me. But when you come from a place of love, it's completely different. It shifts your entire focus. Because then you start making decisions out of love. And then you go for that run because your body loves it. You reach for the arugula because of the nutritional value in it. And you say, I don't need the brownie right now. You go and you, you go to the store and you buy the supplement that you know makes your body sing. And it's maybe a little bit more expensive, but you know that that is sourced from a place that's pure. And you do that out of love for your body. And you do that out of love for yourself. And it's a, it, it is a game changer. And it is that work that, and it takes work to get to that place where you love yourself so much, you're dangerous, as Brene Brown says. And you do that for yourself. You do the work that it takes to get there, knowing that if you do all of these things, then the outcome will be that your body trusts you enough to get to the place where it's supposed to be. And the, and the, and the fat, the excess weight, the excess fat that you're carrying is going to fall off just like the excess weight that you're carrying emotionally is going to fall away because you're going to be learning to deal with these things head on. And then you will be doing these things out of love for your body, not out of punishment. And therefore you are going to find that you become unattached to the outcome and you're going to let your body do what it needs to do. And I want to tell you this to, to hang in there. I want to tell you this to encourage you that you are worth this fight. You are worth being all in in this process because that's, that's ultimately where this process is going to take you is that complete and total freedom that you can choose happiness from moment to moment without a thought of happiness might be around the corner because you know it's right here. And if it's not right here, you have the tools and you know you are capable of getting to there in the next moment because happiness becomes a choice. And when you know that, and when you believe that, then you know that happiness cannot be in the future, that it has to be in the now. And that's a wrap, you guys. I hope you got a lot out of today's training, that you had some fun with us at the beginning of this episode as well. And uh, we will see you next time. Until next time.